1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in Christ Jesus, in the heavenly realms, the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, as I'm taught the Word of God, my life has changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. Give half a dozen people a high five, and then you may be seated. So just a word of housekeeping, as we get into the word, tonight is the second half of the message, faith by saying for finances. You know, whenever we start these weeks, it seems like we have, you know, quite a number of days ahead of us, and then we wake up and it's over. But praise God for all the technology because we have access to the word on an ongoing basis, amen? Thank you, Father God. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. So we need to stop praying about money the way we've been praying or what we call prayer because it isn't really prayer. It's just whining, crying, begging, and complaining. And we need to stop all that because Jesus said, He shall have whatsoever He saith. I mean, think about it. And I've done it. I've done it. I've sowed the seed for not enough in prayer. We don't think about that. You know, we almost think that when we talk to the Lord, it's like we have a constitutional right to not be self-incriminated like when we talk to a spouse. It doesn't work like that. You know, if you say stupid things to the Lord, you're going to reap the stupid harvest. Amen? Because you're talking. Actually, it's worse than that. The government may not be able to use the words against you. You speak to your spouse, but the devil can I said, the government may not be allowed to use the words you speak to your spouse against you, but the devil can, because Jesus said, he shall have whatsoever he saith. 
Praise actually is the highest type of prayer. A lot of times we think we're praying, but we're not praying, we're complaining. And if we would spend more time praising God, thanking God, rejoicing in the Lord, well, we'd have less trouble. Too many times we think of prayer only by asking, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name's Jimmy and I'll take all you'll gimme. Too many times Christians are like the old farmer who prayed, Lord bless me and my wife, my son John and his wife, us four, no more. Well, that isn't praying, that's just mouthing words. A lot of times what we call prayer isn't prayer at all. We call it prayer, but really a lot of what passes for prayer is just complaining. So where's the thanksgiving? Paul said that when we pray, we are to approach God in thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything in prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The truth of the matter is, if we can't pray the prayer we're praying with thanksgiving, we shouldn't be praying the prayer we're praying. Now, why must prayer be made with thanksgiving? Because that means I know the thing is done. I've asked for it. Now I have it. So I thank Father God for it. Praise the Lord. What we, need to, what we need is not up in heaven. Anyway, what we need is here on earth. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth, not man. Genesis 1.26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. It's a good thing to find out you have authority over creeps. <laughs> Psalm 50 verse 10, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. Haggai 2.8, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. Psalm 24.1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So the cattle on a thousand hills and the silver and the gold and all the earth and everything in the earth and everyone in the earth belongs to the Lord's, to the Lord. It's not his because at the present time he's in possession. It's his because he is the creator and the originator of all that we see. It's the Lord's because he created it and he made it. Primarily today, the cattle on a thousand hills and the silver and the gold and the earth and the fullness thereof, and at least near, at least half of everybody therein is in the hands of the devil. We know this because 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says that Satan is now the God of this world, little G-O-D. In one sense of the word, when God said to Adam, I give you the dominion over all the work of my hands, at that point, Adam became the God of this world, the little G-O-D of this world, the ruler would be a better way to put it, the ruler of this world, the master of this world. And we know this from Psalm 115, verse 16. David wrote, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. Say it out loud. The earth, the earth. he has given to man. Because you don't really think God's in charge, do you? You don't really think God's in charge in Washington or God's in charge of the public schools or God's in charge, do you? No. No, 
Satan is the god of this world. Adam committed high treason and sold us out to Satan. Now, Adam didn't have a moral right to do so, but he had a legal right to do so. And he sold us all out. And Satan then became the god or the master of this world. Satan wasn't originally the god of this world. Adam was. And when Satan became the god of this world, he began to dominate. Now listen to what I'm saying. When Satan became the god of this world, he began to dominate. We know Satan is the god of this world because of 2 Corinthians 4.4. Paul writing, the god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So then Satan began to dominate in the area of silver and gold and the earth and the fullness thereof. And Satan lied to Christians and said, well, you, you want to be holy, don't you? So if you want to be holy, you don't want any of this old world's goods as though it was his. But remember, it wasn't his originally. But Jesus came to redeem us from the hand of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Galatians 3.3, 3, excuse me, 3.13 and 14, and then chapter 2 and verse 14, Christ redeemed us from the curse. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. I said chapter 2, verse 14. It's still chapter 3, verse 14. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. So let me ask you a question. For whom do you think God made the silver and the gold? For whom do you think God created the cattle on the thousand hills? For whom do you think God created the earth and the fullness thereof? For the devil and his crowd? God made everything that is in this earth. God made it all. And Father God didn't make it for the devil and his crowd. God made everything that is in this earth, but he didn't make it for the devil. Satan has lied to God's people many times through God's own ministers. Sadly, Satan has lied to God's people many times through God's own ministers and told them if you're a Christian, you ought not really have anything. I mean, there's nobody here who has any family who speaks ill of Hollywood people having money. There's nobody here who has uh, co-workers who speak ill of NBA players having money. And how about those NFL people? I mean, they're always getting arrested for beating their women up. But nobody says anything about them having money. But oh my gosh, you let a Christian get his hands on a million bucks. And your co-workers and your family members lose their minds. Or how about some preacher? Oh, my goodness. And, you know, a preacher doesn't even have to have anything. All they have to have is good success. And, man, they start getting slammed. It's amazing. The prejudice that, I mean, we understand the world, the devil's crowd having a prejudice, but a lot of times Christians have this prejudice. But I notice in my limited experience on social media, the Christians on social media that I've seen who slam successful ministers, they're always, also always talking about their favorite whiskeys. I don't know if that's coincidence or if that goes hand in hand. If you live for God, if you're a Christian, 
You ought, they want you to believe that if you're, if you live for God, if you're a Christian, you ought to go through life with the soles of your shoes worn out, the top of your hat worn out, the seat of your britches worn out, live on barely get along street, way down at the end of the block right next to Grumble Alley. And that's a sign of humility. These same folks are upset at Pastor Gene because I don't ride a donkey and I don't wear sandals because that would be a sign of humility. No, it isn't. I said, no, it isn't. That's a sign of ignorance, scriptural, biblical ignorance. There's just not enough word in most churches in America today. A lot of congregations in America pray for their pastor this way. God, you keep them humble and we'll keep them poor. But praise God, Jesus came to redeem us from the hand of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we have authority to tell Satan to take his hands off our families, take his hands off our bodies, and take his hands off our money. We have authority in the name of Jesus to claim what we need financially by faith. We have authority in the name of Jesus to claim what we want financially by faith. Amen? We have authority in the name of Jesus, Jesus to say, Satan, take your hands off my money. I said, we have authority in the name of Jesus to say, Satan, take your hands off my money. It's not God who's keeping your children from being adequately clothed and fed. Get light on it. Amen. Study it. Find out for yourself. John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have life more abundantly. But what the church has been doing is trying to sell life less abundantly. And the world hasn't been buying. The world hasn't been signing up. They're not interested. It's not God who's keeping your children from being adequately clothed and fed. Now listen to me real closely here. This is how we have advanced supernaturally. Sure. I understand Faith Christian Center has more property and more building than any congregation of this size you've ever heard of. And sure, we live in more house than most people might expect. And sure, we drive better cars than most people might expect. But it's because we learn the secret. I said we learn the secret. And the secret is our Father God is rich. And our Father God owns everything. And if we'll just believe and confess and act like the Bible is so, we can literally believe our Father God for anything. Now listen closely to what I'm saying. The secret we discovered is our Father God is rich, and our Father God owns everything. And if we'll just believe and confess and act like the Bible is so, we can literally believe our Father God for anything. Kenneth Hagin was criticized once by a minister for driving a Cadillac. This minister said, I just don't believe a minister ought to drive a car like that. A Chevrolet is good enough for anyone. To which Kenneth Hagin replied, now, dear brother, bless your darling heart. If you don't fall out with me for having Cadillac faith, I won't fall out with you for having Chevrolet faith. Amen. Sue and I discovered the secret. We don't get what we deserve in this life. There's not a person here who doesn't know some wonderful person that wasn't, take, that, that wasn't taken out by some horrible, tragic illness or disease. We do not get what we deserve in this life. 
Now we have the compassionate party in charge. But I read yesterday, 80%, 80% of the children crossing that southern border have been raped on the way. 80%. And a Border Patrol officer said that 80%, in his opinion, was a very conservative number. The compassionate party. You think God's in charge? And do you think people get what they deserve in this life? No child, male or female, deserves that. And because the churches are void of the word, forget about Ichabod, the glory has departed. Guess what else departed? The Bible departed. And Satan is running wild in the United States of America, unchecked. Because God's people who have the authority don't even know they have the authority because nobody ever told them they have the authority. And he's running wild, unchecked. And he's not just running wild, unchecked in Washington and running wild, unchecked in the halls of government and running wild, unchecked in public schools. He's running wild and unchecked in the lives and in the bodies and in the marriages and in the finances of a lot of God's people. Because you cannot believe God any further than your knowledge of the Word of God and you cannot exercise authority in your life, in your body, in your finances any further than your knowledge of the Word of God. Faith is of the heart and not of the head. And one of the reasons we allow Satan to rule us is we're trying to operate by the mind. It won't work. Faith will work in your heart when there is doubt in your head. I said faith will work in your heart when there is doubt in your head. Many Christians are defeated because there's doubt in their minds. And they say, well, I'm doubting. I know I'm doubting. But they don't know or they don't see that it's their mind that's doubting. And they don't understand that faith is of the heart and not of the head. We dealt with this two nights ago. How that it's the spirit of the man that's the candle of the Lord, the light of the, the man, the lamp of the man. This is why taking action on the Word of God is so incredibly important. For when there's faith in your heart and doubt in your head, but your spirit man overrules your mind, and you take action on the Word of God in faith, the action itself proves to God that your faith has won out over your mind. Many, many times when we've moved out in faith, there was a great war going on between my mind and my spirit. I could literally not count the times Sue and I have had a talk at the house while there was a war raging between what was going on in my mind and in my heart and we just said let's just do what God says and see what happens. The heart overrules the mind and faith is activated because we take action. But if you allow the mind to overrule the heart, you'll stay where you are like a deer caught in the headlights. 
like a squirrel, one of these crazy nutty squirrels, you know, darting left, darting right, doesn't know what to do. And then squish, gets hit by the truck. Amen. Amen. Faith will work in your heart when there's doubt in your head because faith is of the heart and not of the mind. Faith is of the heart and not of the mind. It doesn't work just to believe it. You have to say it. It doesn't work just to believe it. You have to take action on it. Faith will work by saying it, or faith will work by praying it. But when you pray it, you still have to say it. The reason so many are defeated is because they have a negative confession. They're always saying what they're not. They're always talking about what they don't have. They're always talking about what they can't do. They're always talking about their weaknesses and their failures and their sicknesses. They're always talking about their lack of money or their lack of ability or their lack of health. And invariably, they go down to the level of their confession. I said they go down to the level of their confession. There is a spiritual law, friends, that few of us have recognized, and that is our confessions rule us. I said our confessions rule us. You are what you say, and you can have what you say. No, God created the cattle on a thousand hills, the silver and the gold and the earth and the fullness thereof for his man Adam and for his own, God's own people. See how we've let the devil cheat us? See how we've let the devil rob us? And do you notice that more people have trouble in this area of money than almost everywhere else? Go online, search the statistics. Most divorce proceedings are initiated by women by a vast majority, and most divorce proceedings are initiated over money troubles by a vast majority. God's people, evangelists, missionaries, and churches have trouble in this area of money because the silver and the gold have come under the dominion of Satan. God has become the God of this world, and he's dominating. I mean, they got the system rigged now to where if you live righteously, they're getting ready to pass a penalty in the tax code for being married of all the double, dumb, ASS things you could possibly do. The tax code should be written to encourage things that are good for social order. Read the crime statistics. All the crime comes from, regardless of race, the crime comes from generally, nearly, nearly, I mean, the vast, vast, vast majority of crime comes, regardless of race, from people who grew up in a home without a father. So the tax code ought to encourage marriage, but they're getting ready to reverse the benefit of marriage in the tax code. And uh, if you're married, you're going to have to pay higher taxes. Now, I'm a smart guy, and I could cohabitate with Sue Lingerfeld, but that would not fly. <laughs> I'm just saying, of all the double, dumb, ASS things that could possibly be done, and it's the compassionate party doing it, because it's not really about people having the ability to fend for themselves and earn their own living and grow up in a home without fear of being sh shot by some stray drive-by bullet in one of these cities run by compassionate people. It's about control, controlling people. Get them on the dole, keep them on the dole, keep them dependent, because if they're dependent, they, they vote the way that people want them to vote. I want you to see it. It's evil. 
I want you to see it. Money is not being ruled by righteousness. Money is being ruled by evil. Money is being ruled by evil people. I was getting dressed tonight, and I told Sue, it's ridiculous. A watch now costs what our first house cost. And a car now costs what our second house cost. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. The whole system is rigged to make you a slave. See, in other words, we don't have chains anymore. What we have is people charging you 18%. I mean, what do they need chains for when they, they can charge you 18%? And then, God help you, if you're a day late on the payment, oh, because then they hit you with a late fee, and then they bump up the 18% to whatever other ungodly number they have. And now, because of the U.S. mail, you might have sent your payment on time, but they strapped it on the back of a snail. It's all rigged. It's all rigged. I said, it's, and unless you can throw a ball, unless you can throw, shoot a three-pointer, unless you can knock out the heavyweight champion of the world, unless, you can, unless you're gifted in one of these ways, you've got to find some other way to get ahead of the system because it's a system. It's a system to get you in debt and keep you in debt and get you under the thumb of these monster corporations and keep you a slave all the days of your life. But I came down to this house on the last night of the Holy Week Revival 2021 to declare that this house and this people and this congregation is coming into the secret and we are coming into the knowledge of the Word of God and we are discovering and we are implementing what it takes from the Word of God to get free and stay free. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And I know you know if you're not in debt and you don't owe the, the, your soul to the company store, they can have whatever kind of vaccine passport they want. You don't have to submit to a doggone thing because you don't have to get in their line and you don't have to uh, get on the Greyhound bus and you don't have to get on this airline or that airline. Amen. Because you can go the way you want. There are people here tonight and you're going to have a second home. Yeah. Why pay rent? Amen. Yeah. We have, we have only begun to prosper at Faith Christian Center. When we pioneered this church, there were no millionaires. But I, I couldn't count how many millionaires are in the congregation of Faith Christian Center tonight. And every one of them was created after they got here. We create them by teaching the good people of God the Word of God. Hallelujah. And everybody needs a million bucks because a million bucks isn't what it used to be. Amen. If you think a million dollars is a lot of money, you haven't been looking for a house lately. I'm telling you. Somebody might say, and he's out there. Oh, no, 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 no. This is just like first grader stuff, second grader stuff. I'm telling you, man, you got to get free. You got to get free. You got to get free of that credit card debt. 
Amen. Got to get it all paid off, get free of it. Now, I understand if you need a whole set of tires. We use credit cards. We do. We do. But man, I go to, I go to war on them. I get it paid off. Amen. I don't like owing anything. Amen. Amen. Then you master that. Then you go to work on the cars. And you master the cars. I'm here to tell you tonight, there's nothing sweeter than going and getting a brand new car and writing a check. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love it. Amen. Well, how are you going to pay for this? First thing I do is slide a credit card across the desk because I'm hoping for the points. <laughs> well, we can't take a credit card on this much money. Oh, okay. Well, I'll write you a check then. Amen. Amen. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. But I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, if the Lord tarries, there are people here tonight, and you'll write a check for your next house. Are you hearing me? I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, if the Lord tarries, there are people sitting here tonight, and you'll write a check for your next house. Hallelujah. Shout it out loud. The devil's got what's mine. Shout it out loud five times. The devil's got what's mine. And you need to prosper because for a lot of God's people, man, I mean, I don't know if there's heart attacks in heaven, but when they get to heaven and they see all the wealth, they'll have a heart attack, fall out, and die again. <laughs> I'm serious, because they, they have believed poverty and lived in poverty. How are they even going to handle it? Man, we got to get our minds right. This country was lost because God's people didn't take the time and trouble to learn what the Word of God had to say about being the head and not the tail and being blessed and not cursed, and we let the devil run everything. Well, the devil may be running some stuff, but he's not running me. Are you listening to me? This is why the beer joint and the strip club can have a big neon sign, but if you want to buy a big neon sign for the church, people will say, well, we shouldn't waste the Lord's money that way. Whenever anybody, I learned this a long time ago, Whenever anybody says to me, we ought not waste the Lord's money like that, I know one, not one dime of the Lord's money is actually their money. They say we ought not have things like the world anyway. But I'm telling you this evening, the world's got what belongs to us. Shout it out loud, the world's got what belongs to us. The pastor wants to build a beautiful church building. Some members will say, uh, that's just a waste of money. We shouldn't use the Lord's money on such extravagances. And while the people of God are doing without the world, the world is building arenas and stadiums. And, and you might say, well, how are they making it in these arenas and stadiums with COVID and, and no crowds? That's no problem. They just pay for all of that through our property taxes. They just pay for all that through our income taxes. Are you listening to me? God created the cattle on a thousand hills and the silver and the gold and the earth and the fullness thereof for his man Adam and for his people, God's people. God wanted us to have it, 
but the devil's got it because Adam sold us out and God's people have by and large not known what belonged to them. But thanks be unto God, Jesus came back and redeemed us. He, he bought us back. And it's not God that's withholding from your children. It's not God that's keeping your children from being adequately fed or clothed or housed or educated. It's the devil. As the redeemed people of God, we are to claim what we need. I said, as the redeemed people of God, we are to claim what we need, and we are to claim what we want. Now, don't be stupid and claim a billion dollars, because if God were going to do that, he would have already done it for me. But claim what you need and claim what you desire. Job 22, 28, thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. It's going to be established unto you. You've got you to believe the word, and you've got to confess the word, and you've got to take action on the word, and then the word will be established unto you. Isaiah 43, 26, put me in remembrance, let us plead together, declare thou that thou mayest be justified. And in the New Testament language, Jesus said it this way, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you what things shall you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. But then religious people will say, God, God promised to satisfy our needs, but not our wants. Oh, really? Well, what about the 23rd Psalm then? Does it say the Lord is my shepherd and I'm full of want? No, it says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. Say it out loud. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my and I shall not want. Say it out loud. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall lack no good thing. What about Psalm 34:10? The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they they that seek the Lord shall not want or lack any good thing. They that seek the Lord shall not want or lack any good thing. As the redeemed people of God, we are to claim whatever we need. I said we are to claim whatever we need. And we are to claim whatever we want. Hebrews 1.14 says of the angels, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? The NIV says angels. You see, a nurse ministers to you. But when you go out to eat, the waiter or waitress will minister for you. You order what you want. You order what you want. And then they go get it and bring it to you. They minister for you. A lot of people think they're eating in that restaurant Sue and I ate at that night in Acapulco. You know, we thought we'd go out to that restaurant where you can watch the divers dive off the cliffs into the Pacific Ocean. And uh, we ordered, and the guy comes back, and he sets Sue's plate down, and he sets my plate down, and Sue says, well, this is not what I ordered. He said, well, that's what you're getting. And I think a lot of God's people think that's the way God is. Well, that's not what I want. Well, this is what you... Father God, I asked for a brand new BMW, and you gave me an old, used, run-down, out-of-warranty, tote-the-note Volkswagen. Must be the will of God that I have this old Volkswagen. No, no. That, that wasn't God that answered your prayer. Come on. You just going to take whatever... Life hands out to you? 
You're just going to accept whatever comes down the road, whatever pain or whatever sickness or whatever it is Satan's handing out. I went out to put some mail in the mailbox, pay a bill. I can't stand bills. I hate bills. I had one bill. I got to pay it. I got to get it out of my house, get it out of my drawer. And I had some pain in my foot. I danced all the way down to the mailbox. I danced all the way back. I said, Satan, don't you know you can't put that on me? Satan, don't you know you can't put that off on me? Man, we got to exercise authority. We got to run the devil out. Run the devil out of our bodies. Run the devil out of our homes. Run the devil out of our money. Amen. 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 And not just take whatever life's handing out. Not just accept whatever's coming down the road. Amen. Amen. God doesn't have any money up in heaven. God's not a counterfeiter. Know what you need. What you want is down here. It's right here on the earth. God created it, and he put it here for you. Hallelujah. It's not here for the devil and his crowd. God created the silver and the gold for you. And it's here right now on the earth. What you need is right here on the earth right now. So stop begging and whining and crying about your finances. You're not a chicken. You're not supposed to be out there in the yard scratching and clawing. And you're not a hog. You ought not just eat whatever's set before you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Claim what you want one time. I said claim what you want one time. Then you say to Satan, Satan, take your hands off my money. Shout it out loud. Satan, take your hands off my money. Shout it out loud again. Satan, take your hands off my money. And then you say, ministering spirits, go and cause the money to come. Shout it out loud. Ministering spirits, go and cause the money to come. You see, angels influence people for good, just like demons influence people for evil. And that's what these ministering spirits do. That's their job, not just to protect you, but to influence people on your behalf. We're driving to church tonight. And uh, the Lord spoke to me, and I, I saw something I'd never seen before. Jesus said, give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall God cause men to give into your life. And I saw something I never saw before. It was like a, a, a visual thing that it's like dominoes, that Jesus said, give, and it shall be given. And so this week, you know, because of covid Uh, Our numbers are not what they were two years ago. The last time we held a live Holy Week revival, we're not, it's not off bad, but it's off, you know, about 8%, 9%, depending on the night. And so, but guess what's up? The money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I don't know who's missing, but I don't think they matter. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the way I think. Amen. Because, you know, the light bill's got to be paid no matter who's here or no matter who's not here. And I know one thing else. I can't help people that don't hear the word. And so the Lord said, give and it shall be given unto you. I was quite convinced. I still am quite convinced that when the Lord spoke to me, in February of 1987 to put 1997 to put the roof on Bud Sickler's church, missionary Bud Sickler's church in Mombasa, Kenya, that I was maybe 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 on the list. I was quite convinced the Lord has spoken to many others, and he got to me. And I said, yes. Now, listen to the language of God. He stopped me on the sidewalk praying in Mombasa, Kenya, and he said, You don't think you can do it, but he said, I'm telling you, you can do it. Now, that was the Holy Spirit of God. 
That wasn't an angel. That was the Holy Spirit of God. Could have been Father God, one of them. But when I came back and I said to the church that we were going to put the roof on that church, when I came back to this church up at I-30, said we were going to put the roof on that church in Mombasa, half a million dollars turned into $600,000. Well, guess what? The angels of God go to work. The angels of God go to work, and, and they tap this one on the shoulder to give $100, and they tap one over there on the shoulder to give $1,000, and they tap somebody over here to give $5,000. That's how it works. And somebody might say, yeah, but, but now they're short $1,000. Now they're short $5,000. Now they're short ten. No, 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 no. Because the angels of God go to work Monday through Friday on the job. And the angels of God are tapping bosses on the shoulder to give this guy a raise. And the angels of God are tapping bosses on the shoulder to give somebody a big bonus. And uh, the, uh, the angels of God are tapping people on the shoulder when they walk into the car dealership to walk right up to one of our members. And, and the, the Lord's tapping people on the shoulder. And while they're on the Internet surfing and looking for a house to buy, the, the angels of God just guide them to look at one of our members and go buy a house from one of our members. See, there's no end to it. There's no end to it. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall God cause men. Say it out loud. Shall God cause men. God Say it again. Shall God cause men. God See, cause you know as well as I do that a lot of the evil going on in America today is demons, demons, demons. Like Shakespeare wrote, hell is empty, and all the demons are here, and the murders, and the drive-bys, and the drug dealers, and all of the human trafficking, and selling little boys and girls, and sex slavery, and all that's going on. A lot of what's going on can't even happen because people are sinners. A lot of what's going on is so wicked, it's demons. It's demons, it's demons, it's demons. And demons influence people for evil. But guess what? The angels of God influence people for good. And they have the ability to tap in the same way the devil could have tempted somebody here this evening to go to happy hour instead of coming down here for the last night of the Holy Week revival in the same way that demons influence people for evil, angels influence people for good. God's got ability to send business your way. God's got ability to send a good job your way. God's got ability to send bonuses your way. God's got ability to send increase your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this is good news for anybody that's out in the workplace because you might have been shafted over on the job. Well, God has got the ability through his ministering spirits of God and his angels to more than make up for however you got shafted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, give and it shall be given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And these are ministering spirits. Angels influence people for good, just like demons influence people for evil. And that's what these ministering spirits do. That's their job, not just to protect you, but to influence people on your behalf. Then say what you, then say what you believe, and then say what you want. Stop talking about what you're afraid of. Stop talking about all the problems. Stop talking about stuff we cannot fix like whatever's going on in Washington. Man, we got to say what we want. We got to say what we desire. Hallelujah. We got to talk about the blessing of the Lord and how the blessing of the Lord is coming upon us. Hallelujah. And how the angels of God are working for us. Now God has blessed you because I've been praying this way all these years. But I have seen in prayer that if I would teach you this, our finances at Faith Christian Center would explode. Yeah. 
praise God. The world and the fullness thereof is the Lord's, and the silver and the gold is the Lord's, and the cattle on a thousand hills are the Lord's, and what belongs to him belongs to us. Shout it out loud. What belongs to him belongs to us. So we're well able to give. Stop talking about how you can't give. Stop talking about how you can't tithe. Stop talking about how you don't have anything to put in the challenge offering. Shout it out loud. We're well able to give. Amen. Amen. If my father's rich, I'm rich. God wants us to prosper. It's not God holding you back. It's Satan. And it's either your mouth or your disobedience or your unwillingness to prosper that's holding you back. See how that went over? I said it's either your mouth or your disobedience or your unwillingness to prosper that's holding you back. People say we shouldn't tell all the great things God has done for us. They say if you tell about all the blessings of God, people will quit giving. Actually, I've found the opposite to be true. The more I tell the blessings of God, the more the blessings of God come. I mean, what would you think of me here tonight if I stood up here to teach faith, but you knew I had driven up in our 1973 orange hatchback Pinto? What would you think of me here tonight if I said I'm here to teach you the Word of God tonight? But I'm living down here in a cabin on a creek bank, eating wild onions, drinking branch water, and eating cornbread every meal. People would, my, would say, my God, I don't want what that guy's preaching. I don't want what that fellow's got, because whatever that fellow's got's not working. I sure don't want what he has. What, would you, what, what, what you would think is I was a joke. And what would you think the Word of God was but a joke? And that's what a lot of people have concluded, that church is a joke. And that the word of God is a joke. And that the men of God are a joke. Because they went to church and they looked at the preacher. And they concluded the whole thing was a joke. And they saw the grass dying. And they saw the shrubs dying. And they saw the paint peeling off the walls. And they saw the roof was leaking. And they saw the air conditioning was out. And they saw the way the preacher's wife was dressed. And they saw the way the preacher's was dressed. And they said to one another, it's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you tonight, we got some serious prosperity going on here at Faith Christian Center. Hallelujah. 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 I found out the more I tell it, the faster the blessings of God come. Folks want to get in on a, something they can see as a success. People want to get in on something that is successful. People want to get in on something that they see is working. Sometimes people come here and they say, well, I don't like that Gene Lingerfeld. Well, that's all right because neither does the devil. But I'm not going to pay any attention to you or the devil. And then some people say, well, I'm against all that. Well, so was Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin. And I'm not going to listen to any of the four of you. I'm in favor of the blessings of the Lord, and so is God. I said, I'm in favor of the blessings of the Lord, and so is God. Someone might say, well, I just don't like that Faith Christian Center because they talk about money. Hey, the state of Georgia voted for communism because somebody promised them $2,000 instead of $600. And you you want me to believe money doesn't matter? Hear me now. Hear me now. 
Hear me now. Nothing but a bunch of money whores lining up to vote for the pimp. Well, how can he know he's a money pimp when he doesn't even know what day of the week it is? Because he's just a puppet and somebody's, you know, doing this above him. And, you know, he just, you know, reading off note cards. Come on. Well, I, I didn't come down here to hear about money. Well, they leave. Because it will not affect the offering. You know, we just need to get tough because this old world's been pushing the people of God around. And we need to get tough with ourselves and tough on our own confession. And we need to get serious about the Bible. And we need to stand with God and stand with the Bible and read the Bible and actually go by what the Bible says and not what some preacher said the Bible says. Jesus said, the thief has come to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have more, life more abundantly. Not less abundantly, more abundantly. Not less abundantly. And I'm here to tell you without apology that if you're doing without, it's because of your mouth or your disobedience or your unwillingness to prosper. Someone might say, I just don't like that Faith Christian Center because they talk about money. And I just don't like that Gene Lingerfeld because he talks about money. Well, that's okay because the devil doesn't like it either. And actually, when people say that, that's great because now I know what side they're on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have stood here for 37 years and four months and two days and without apology I have been for the people of God and whether the people of God are for me or not is academic to me because I know that if I will stand here and be for the people of God and be faithful to the word of God and preach the word of God God will see to all of my needs and God will deliver into my hands my wants and I'll be blessed along the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And somebody's going to get it. 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 Somebody's going to pay a house off. Somebody's going to make six figures. Somebody's going to get all their credit cards paid off. Somebody's going to get all their cars paid off. Somebody's going to move into their dream home. Somebody's going to get it. I said somebody's going to get it. Somebody's going to get the word of God. Somebody's going to come into revelation. Somebody's going to get their mouth lined up to the word of God. And God's going to show up. And the angels of God are going to go to work. And the windows of heaven are going to open up. And in these last days, God is going to do more than in all the former days. Hallelujah. 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 And I've discovered this. Winners like to be on the winning side. So I draw winners to me, and I draw winners to Faith Christian Center. 
you know these ridiculous preachers? You know, they ought to give a they ought to give an IQ test before they ordain people. <laughs> they have geared their music. They have geared their clothing. They have geared their hairstyles. They have dressed their women to appeal to young people. And I have people come to me, you know, Pastor, I, I brought so-and-so, you know, young couple, and, you know, they were offended. But see, I know something that they don't know. It takes a hundred millennials to equal one boomer. A hundred. And to equal this boomer, it'd take 10,000. So what we're doing is teaching our own young people how the word works. We got that testimony three days ago. That young man sold 19 houses in one day. I wonder how many metrosexual millennials it would take to equal a young man born and bred Faith Christian Center that can sell 19 houses in one day. 10,000? 20,000? Yeah, but Pastor Gene, if you get a bunch of people together and everybody gives a nickel, that's a lot of nickels. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, when it comes in 10,000 and 50,000 and 100,000 and a quarter of a million and a third of a million and a half a million, you just don't spend all that time counting nickels. Hallelujah. 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 Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within you. You've got the power right now. If you're born again, let me, anybody here born again? You've got the power right now. What you need is the knowledge. And we're teaching the knowledge and then all you got to do is believe it, confess it, and take action on it. And the power that is at work within you, now it's not magic. It won't happen by next Tuesday. Because God's got to find out. This is week of increase stuff. God's got to find out if he can trust you. And so he'll bless you. He'll take you up a level. See if you lose your mind. See if you get a mistress. See if you lose your mind. See, you know, another, but, but see if you quit tithing. Well, it's too much money to tithe. I could tithe when I was making 25000 a year, but I can't tithe on no 100000 a year. Well, that's okay. God will take you back to 25000 a year. So he'll bless you, and you come up a level, and then you prove yourself right there. You're faithful to your spouse. You're faithful to God. You're faithful with the tithe. And then, then prove to God that you can handle it, and then he'll take you to the next level. How many here tonight are ready for the next level? I said, how many here tonight are ready for the next level? Amen. Christian winners are willing and obedient. 
I said Christian winners are willing and obedient. Amen. And Christian winners are obedient and willing. Isaiah 119, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. The Living Bible says, if you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Jesus, Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty three, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in his heart that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So how do we get this far down the road as first-generation Christians? You do realize that, right? I'm a first-generation Christian. You do realize that, right? See, there sits a second-generation Christian. He shouldn't, have to, he shouldn't have to struggle like his old man did. I'm first-generation Christian. How do, how do we get this far down the road? By saying, by saying, by saying, we were getting dressed to come over here tonight. I told Sue, I said, I wish I could take these messages and send them back in time. If I could take these messages and send them back in time to us in our 20s, I'd give God $100,000 if I could do it because it'd be worth $10 million to me right now. We'd be that much further down the road right now we, because we got to the party late. I told the story. I think it was uh, Monday night. Faith works by saying. We didn't know that. Say it out loud. Faith works by saying. Faith works by Say it again. Faith works by saying. Faith works by saying. So when you pray, believe. Believe what? Believe you receive. Mark 11, look at verse 24. Therefore I send you what things for every desire. When you pray, believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Faith works by saying. I said faith works by saying. Faith will work by saying it or faith will work by praying it. But when you pray it, you still have to say it. When you pray, believe. Believe what? Believe you receive. But when you pray it, you still have to say it. Faith will work by saying, or faith will work by praying it. But when you pray it, you still have to say it. Believe what? Just, Jesus didn't just say believe. Jesus told us exactly what to believe. Believe that those things which you saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Listen, we touched on it from time to time, but we, we didn't understand it. That's what these services are about. Because you can touch something, you can experience something, and not know how to repeat it. That's what these services are about. You have to come into understanding of the Word of God. You've heard me tell repeatedly, that on the way to and from selling cookware, I'd listen to Zig Ziglar. I remember one day pulling up to, it was a real hassle. I made an appointment with this gal south of Quincy, Illinois, on the Mississippi River on the Illinois side. And once I realized how far, it, far out it was, because we didn't have GPS and all of that back then, I was tempted not to go. But I thought, I'm going to go. No telling what will happen. And so I got in the car and I drove down there and the whole way I'm listening to Zig Ziglar, not, not word of faith stuff, just positive stuff. And I remember, I can see it in my mind's eye. I pulled up that long gravel road on that farm and I pulled up there and I put the car in park and I remember putting the mirror down, the visor down, and I talked to myself. I talked to myself. People might say, oh, that's, that's bad when you talk to yourself. No, 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 that's faith when you talk to yourself. I put the visor down, I looked in the little mirror, and I said, Gene, I said, I don't know who all's in this house, 
But I said, look at this place. They're out here in the middle of nowhere. There must not be a mall within 50 miles. I said, I don't know if it's going to be this gal or a sister or a mom or who's going to be in this house, but I say that I'm going to sell everything I got to everybody whoever's in this house, and I'm going to make a lot of money right here in the next one hour. And I got my pots and pans out, and I went in that house, and sure enough, she had her sister with her, country folk. So she had to have her mama with her, you know, to see what's going on, this kid from Quincy, Illinois. And so I lay it all out. I lay out my pots and pans. You have to understand. You have to understand. I I wanted to be expedient in making money, so I didn't show everybody everything every time. A lot of times I just show the pots and pans. But because of what I confessed in that car, see, I touched on it. I touched on it. God blessed me and I touched it, but I didn't understand the principle. If I'd understood the principle, I could have repeated it over and over and over and over. But I touched on it that day. And I laid out the pots and pans. And I laid out the tableware. And I laid out the dishes. And I even got out the crystal. And I'm here to tell you tonight, as with God as my witness, I sold everything I had, even the electric slow cooker. I'm telling you, I sold everything I had to the, great, to the gal and to her married sister and to her mama. I'm telling you, I just got what I said. But I didn't understand the principle. I didn't even know it was a principle. But it was there all the time. It was there all the time. That's what these services are about. If you don't know it, you can't believe it. If you don't know it, you can't work it. If you don't know it, you can't operate in it. If you don't know it, you can't walk in it. You cannot believe God past your knowledge and your understanding of the Word of God. But once you understand the principle, you can go out here and work it and work it and work it and work it and work it. Jesus said, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Shout it out loud five times. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have sooner or later, eventually, he's going to have whatsoever he saith. Glory to God. So many people are walking by sight. They say, well, I can't see it. And if I can't see it, I don't have it. Or they say, I believe God's going to do it sometime. And they miss the whole point. They miss the whole thing because it's not sometime that's in charge of your life. You're in charge of your life. I know what I'm talking about. And I know it's true because Jesus said it, and he's not a liar. I know it's true because I've proven it out many, many, many times and under all kinds of circumstances. Now, don't misunderstand me. That doesn't mean we're not going to have any tests. That doesn't mean we're not going to have any trials. That doesn't mean everything is just going to fall on us like ripe cherries falling off a tree. That's why it says in Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. Let us say the same thing God has said in his word. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. You just got to stay with it. You just got to stay with it. I had a pain in my foot. I told you that. I danced all the way out to the mailbox. I confessed I was healed, danced all the way back up to the house. I could still feel it. I could still feel it. 
I said, Satan, you're so ridiculous. You, you think you can put that off on me? I said to myself, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to take a nap. And when I wake up, there'll be no pain. And guess what? When I woke up, there was no pain. So if you dance to the mailbox and you still have pain, you got to stay with it. And you dance back up to the house and you still have pain, you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. You got to, because I'll tell you one thing, the devil's not taking a day off. I'll tell you something else, the devil's not going to take a vacation day tomorrow. So you got to stay with it. There might be tests. There might be trials. There might be opportunities to back off of the word of God. But you just got to have a spine, man. You got to just stand up to the devil and say what God says. <coughs> Somebody might say, well, that's extreme. Well, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? You're going to say something. You're going to repeat that fool Tony Fauci? Are, are you going to talk the doubt and the unbelief and the fear? Are you gonna are you gonna repeat what that guy who doesn't know anything that he doesn't read off a cheat sheet is saying? No, I'll tell you what, I'm standing with the ancient of days. I'm standing with Father God. I'm standing with the Holy Spirit of God. I'm standing with the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody might say, You might look a fool. Well, I haven't been made to look a fool yet. The word's working, the word's working, the word's working. I mean, think about it. Think about what God has done in this church. A year ago, I had to stand there by myself with the camera people and some helpers, and we had to broadcast the Holy Week revival only online. Look what the Lord has done. 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 And donated income went up 51 percent. It's a miracle. It's all a miracle. We're sitting in a miracle. We're living in miraculous times. When the devil comes along in the midst of your trouble or in the midst of your sorrow and says, like the mean dog he is, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I've heard it over and over and over. I went for a job interview up in East Fort Worth. And I got passed over, and I'm driving that little 1973 orange hatchback Pinto back to seminary housing, and the devil was in the back. He was in the back of that little nonsensical two plus two automobile. And he said, nobody wants to hear you preach. Why don't you just drive this car into that bridge embankment and end it all? And I didn't know anything about the word of God. At that point, not really. I said, devil, you're so stupid. How could anybody live in heaven and get thrown out? I said, if you got thrown out of heaven, I got the right to throw you out of my car. And you might think it was insensitive or cruel, but I threw that sucker out of that car going 70 miles an hour. And I told him to get the hell out and not come back. During the meltdown, during the meltdown, during the meltdown, we were going backwards, going backwards, going backwards, going backwards, cash going down, cash going down, going backwards, going backwards. He came to me in my office at the house, and he suggested falling in the pool in such a way, putting a scuff mark on the tile, they'd think I would, fell in and drowned myself and end it all. He said to me, you're worth more dead than alive. And I told him again, because now I had more knowledge. I said, you are so stupid. 
How in the world could you live in heaven and get thrown out? Get out of my house. You haven't helped me. You haven't paid for anything. You have no right here. You have no authority here. You have no voice here. Watch it now. And I told him, I will live to see fatter days in the days ahead than the days we lived in under George W. Bush. I said we're going to live to see greater prosperity than we have ever imagined or comprehended. And I'm here to tell you, these are the days. Not by luck, not by chance, not by presidential choice, but by the word of God coming out of some believer's mouth. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil run you. Don't let the devil tempt you. Run him out of your life. Run him out of your home. Run him out of your office. Run him out of your business. And run him out of your money. Hallelujah. Shout it out loud, devil. You're not running me. We're going to believe God, and we're going to obey God, and we're going to say what God has said. Shout it out loud. We're going to believe God. We're going to say what God has said, and we're going to act like the Word of God is so, and we're going to live in fatter days than we've ever lived in. You come along, you come along, man, he's a dog. When you're down, he'll kick you. When you're down, he'll rub your nose in your past. When you're down, he'll remind you of every faulty decision you ever made. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I'm telling you, you got to have the Word of God in your heart. Like Joshua 1.8 says, you got to let the Word of God come out of your mouth and you've got to say what you want and not what you fear and then you got to go out and act like the Word of God is so. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not living my life at His liberty. I'm going to believe the Word of God. I'm going to act like the Word of God is so, and I'm going to talk like the Word of God is so. I see people here that had moved off to another state, came back. One over there, one over there, some here. You know what they know? You know what they know? You know what they know? Five years can go by, ten years can go by. We might change locations. We might build a different building. We might change some decorating, but they know that I'll be standing here preaching the Word of God just like I was five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago or 25 years ago or 30 years ago or 35 years ago or 37 years ago. And there sits a prophet. And if the Lord tarries and I go to be with the Lord, he's going to be preaching the Word of God. And people can come back from another state and they're going to know they're going to get the Word because we're not going to back up off the Word. We believe the Word of God. We're preaching the Word of God. We're speaking the Word of God. And we're living like the Word of God is so. And it comes to pass. And it comes to pass. And it comes to pass. Because faith works. I said faith works. 
but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And then he said, Therefore I say unto you what things forever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. And ye shall have them. Believe you receive them when? When you pray. At that very moment. When you pray. Believe. Expect it now. Expect it now. I receive my miracle now. I receive my answer now. God's working right now. God's at work in my body right now. Hallelujah. The Word's working in my life right now. Believe you receive. When? When you pray, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Therefore I say unto you what things serve you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. When? When? When you pray, at the very moment, when you pray, believe what? Believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Therefore I say unto you what things serve you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. When? When you pray, at that very moment, when you pray, believe. Believe what? Believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, and it comes to pass. I stood right here a year ago, and I looked at cameras in an empty room, and I stood right there and I said some crazy things. Go back and watch last year's Holy Week revival. But it came to pass. 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 And what you say over your life is coming to pass before the year is out. I said what you say about your life is coming to pass before the year is out. And it came to pass, and it came to pass, and it came to pass. Because our God is a truth-telling God. Jesus is a truth-teller. The Word of God is true, and the Word of God will work for anyone who works the Word. Faith will work by saying it when you say it, and faith will work when you pray it. But when you pray it, you still have to say it. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.